I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Manchester United Football Social with full-time devils. And we are on Is The Excess Manchester Football Social Full-Time Devils Takeover once again tonight. I'm here pressing all the buttons, so uh, yeah, I'm probably going to press the wrong one at some point. My name's Gaz Drinkwater. Hello, howdy, how are you? Joined tonight by the legend that is Jay Motti. Jay, how are you doing, pal? I'm good, mate. I like that intro. The legend that is Jay Motti. I don't hear that very often. <laughs> you are, mate. You are in my eyes. <laughs> Right, everyone's going to have stuff to get off the chest tonight, I imagine, so uh, please do get calling, because, uh, well, I mean, last night, well, the less said the better, I suppose, but we are going to be saying plenty about it for the next hour. 0345 717625, we're also live on YouTube as well, you can watch our, um, I was about to say our pretty faces, but yeah, not so much. But get in touch and rant away. Jay, where are we starting, mate, after last night? Um... Let's look at the positives. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Hey, come on. Wasn't Marcus Rashford, his yeah. second goal in two games. Hey, he's looking sharp. He's ready for Anfield. There you go. Um, Phil Jones, his second Champions League goal in eight years, I think. Seven years. <laughs> oh, the second Champions League own goal. Sorry, that was the one. Yeah. I got my stats wrong there. Second Champions League own goal in uh, seven years. Listen, it, it is what it is. I think going into that game, no one thought young boys were going to beat Juventus, but that doesn't excuse the fact that we should have done our job. We should have beat Valencia. And you look at the team that he put out, okay, it's not the strongest team, but there's still enough quality there. You've got Massey, you've got Pogba, you've got Lukaku. There's enough there that you think you'd be able to, to, to win last night. But it wasn't to be, and now we've got a difficult task ahead of us, and it's going to be another one of them where you're going to look at it and you think you've got out in the last 16 or whatever, it's not the second round, so it's not... It's not good enough. No, and I was going to ask you, like, because we've seen probably in the past at United where maybe we've got the Champions League group wrapped up, sorted, no problems, gone into the last game where it didn't really mean a lot, and then maybe the players have been a bit, you know, lethargic, not really that bothered, because it's a game that doesn't really mean that much. Um, but obviously, loads of United fans furious about the performance last night. Why? Because it was a meaningless game. But is it the okay? And you talk about, for starters, having pride as a footballer, you want to win every game. And I don't think for one minute that any footballer, any Manchester United player, goes out onto the pitch and thinks, I'm not bothered, I don't want to win. Mm. I think football is a mentality, and to get to Manchester United, even now, in our dark days, you've got to have that will-to-win mentality. And I think there is that. I always think there is that. But I think there's there's more than that. You've got to sort of be willing to give your all and fight for everything and sort of show yourself as well to the manager. Listen, there's a big game on Sunday. I want to be involved. 
And I think no one really did that last night, other than Rashford who came on and he looked full of energy and he, you'd expect him to play on Sunday anyway. But it was just a sort of a typical Manchester United performance this season where there was little glimpses of what we're capable of, but by and large it was just disappointing and, and you have the, the, the sort of the terrible defending that's been a trademark this season. We've gone from being one of the, the stingiest defences in the league to being one of the most calamitous. And it was just, we saw it now, it's not just the Phil Jones' own goal, but, you know, giving the ball away constantly in the first half. It was always like we wanted them to score in the first half. We just kept giving it to them until they scored. And it's just not good enough. And you worry, even though it's going to be different players um, on Sunday, you do worry facing that Liverpool attack, just what we're going to be, be up against and just how we're going to cope with it. Because... We just can't seem to, to get our act together defensively and, and going forward is not much better either. So it's, it's going to be difficult. But last night was a chance to build on the Fulham win, finish top of the group, go into Sunday feeling buoyant and instead it's the same old story and you've got United fans now sort of saying, oh, is, is it, is it, if he loses on Sunday, is that Mourinho gone? Lukaku's terrible. Really. It's just, Pogba's not up for it. It's just the same things we've been hearing all season. It's just not getting any better. Nearly said it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I had it. You see how I, I stopped myself then? You censored yourself. That's the yeah, sign of a there true you go. pro with that. Thank you. Uh, just want to make it clear as well, because I can tell there's going to be loads of people in the comments having a go at me for what I just said before when I uh, compared it to uh, the days of Ferguson currently. Yeah, I'm playing devil's advocate. To be honest, I'm trying to wind you up so you get on the phones. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> So don't think United fans need any more winding yeah, up. Good Just mention Manchester United, that'll do it. Good point, Jay. Um, right, we've got uh, Carl on the phone apparently right now. So let's speak to Carl. Carl, are you there, mate? Uh, yeah, very hey, good, Carl. but I don't know where you're coming from. So uh, we'll chat to you again in a bit, Carl. I don't know what's going on with the phones. We will sort that out, though, um, at some point today. Uh, right, Jay, so you, wanted to say a, you wanted to say a positive, didn't you, about Marcus Rashford? Of course, you were uh, happy about his performances recently. Got a few assists. You did, of course, score as well uh, against Valencia. Yeah. Where yeah. did he go? Well, I've been, I was impressed with Rashford um, against Arsenal. I, I thought he gave his all. He looked up for it again against Fulham. What I like about Rashford is even when things aren't going his way, he's still trying. He still wants the ball. He's still making those runs and he's... He's fighting for things. He's running back. He's trying to t make the tackle, and he plays on that that sort of almost that edge as well, where he gets. You can see he gets annoyed when we, when we're not winning. He gets annoyed. He gets angry when things aren't going our way. And I like a bit of that because you want a player to have pride, and he's got that. That's exactly it. Um, we are going to get Carl back on the phone very very shortly. I've figured out what the issue was. We've got Raj on the phone right now. Uh, Raj, now now our technical issues are sorted. What do you want to tell us about, mate? What do you want to rant about? Get it off your chest. To be honest, it's not really a run. I think I'm probably more sensible, as in I don't go over the top when we lose nowadays because it happens so often. But, um, <laughs> There's a sad indictment of our season. But I think the point I wanted to make was, first of all, I don't think the manager is getting the most out of the players in terms of what he should be. I think it just seems like, because we had a bad transfer, he's just given up. He's just waiting to go as bad as that sound and the second thing I think the players now I'm not I don't think they're behind the mantra but the second thing is I don't think they're stupid enough to not make the right runs in the games if that makes sense like you see things that you think as a human being okay surely that makes sense to you know pass the ball there or to move over there and I just don't think we're doing the simple things right what, okay. do, you, what do you guys think about that? I think, I think that he makes a good point there because you talk about doing the simple things right I'm seeing players misplace a five-yard pass. And we're not talking about poor players. We're talking about world-class or internationals, I should say. Players, players that, you know, you, uh, are sort of uh, have been challenging for titles in the past and winning trophies. And you're right, you look at it, sometimes it's it's 
not it's not the the fifty yard ball across across the field the field that's making a that's not finding its target. It's just simple things like like Raj is saying. It's you know the simple sort of pass, even a shot when you, you you're throwing goal and you're missing the target, things like that. And it just frustrates you as a fan because you think, okay, you can understand it if you're trying the extravagant and it's not coming off. But when it's the, just the the basics, there's no excuse for that. Don't, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm fully willing to blame Jose when, you know, the style of football is what's lost us a game so obviously, but when players are making such similar mistakes, Raj, can you really blame the manager too much if a player can't play a five-yard pass? For me, I think, just going on, so sorry, I just want to make two more points quickly, so I know that's um, Two more things. Um, so first of all, the one thing I don't like seeing is our fans, you know, arguing and bickering online, like, there's no need, like, surely we should be just... But, like, the one thing that winds me up is everyone goes online, starts, you know, swearing and putting all sorts out, and it's like, just be reasonable, like, instead of making stupid comments like, oh, a pub is worthless, he needs to go, the captain needs to go, these players are bad players because we would have paid 80, 90 or 70 mil for them. And the second point I want to make is like, in the summer, if you said to me, all right, we'll take Pochettino, I personally would have taken him in the summer, but with the way the last few months have gone, the reason why I would take him is because you can see with him, obviously, on the pitch every week that there's something going on in training. And the biggest flaw with Mourinho I have at the minute is that he's been here three years and every week we go on the pitch and it doesn't seem like okay, we've got a plan, this is what we're going to do. It just seems like, all right, guys, everyone go out, just do what you want and just try and get the win. I think, for me, that's the biggest thing that's annoying about Mourinho at the minute, that there's not a plan when we get on the pitch of here's how we're going to play. Either we're going to uh, pass out to the wing and cross it in for Dukaku, or we're going to play the ball through the middle. And I think that's the biggest thing. That, that is it, Raj, what you've said then. It's almost, and, and I've said this word on, uh, in the past on, on this show, and I hate saying this word because it reminds me of the Louis van Gaal days, but there's a lack of philosophy, isn't there? <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> Philos- I still don't know what that word meant to Louis van Gaal. What was his philosophy? It's, it's still a bit of a mystery to me. But I know what you mean. I mean, I think the, the trouble we've got with Marino is he, he plays a certain way. And last season, he played a certain way, and it worked. And this season, he said he was going to abandon that. He was, you know, we were going to be more attacking. We we're going to do this, but I don't think we have. We just seem to have lost. We don't seem to be playing the style that Mourinho is used to and that's been successful for him. But we don't seem to have adopted attacking style either. We seem to be caught in some sort of limbo. It's, 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 we've not started attacking more. We've just started defending less. I think. Yeah, well, it's great. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's, it's, it's one of them. So you look sort of looking at you thinking, yeah, what is the plan here? I mean. You know, are we sort of trying to get down the wings? Not really. Are we going through the middle? No, it just seems like a bit of a, a mishmash at the minute. And I think we are suffering from the, some of our better players or some of our more important players not performing to the level they can do. We mentioned them, Pope, we mentioned Lukaku. You can maybe throw Nemanja Matic into that. Any defender you want to mention, I don't think any of our defence have really shone this season. So, yeah, the manager's got to take some responsibility, but you expect your best players to play a lot better than they are doing this this moment in time. I believe if we head to the phones now, uh, Jeremy should be there. Jeremy, are you there, mate? Hiya. Hiya, mate. Uh, you want to talk about Lukaku, don't you? He's a player who's um, coming for a lot of criticism, understandably, and his first touch did look particularly shocking in that Valencia game, it has to be said. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, what do you want to say, mate? Well, basically, his first, his first touch, it's, it's still on the moon right now. He's... <laughs> It's got it's got even worse than last season. Like he, I, I personally think he didn't. He got tw- he got what twenty seven, twenty eight goals last year, but he disappeared towards the end of the year, mm. and then he went to the World Cup. He bossed at the World Cup, but after the World Cup, he came back. How how much weight has he put on? Too much weight. 
Like, who's let him do that? I, I don't understand how he can be playing for Man United and be overweight. However, in, in Lukaku's defence, I, I, I don't actually know. I've not actually weighed him myself. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually put on weight. I'm not sure if it's just certain pictures. The camera, the camera adds camera 10 pounds. That's what it is. It's that and you 4K cameras they've got. This is going to sound mad, right? And I'm, It sounds like a, a, a bloody housewife after Christmas trying to convince herself she's not put on weight. <laughs> but I think it's United's kit that makes him look a bit bigger. It's them stripes. It's the There's side... stripes at the bottom. I'm don't... sure about yeah. it. It is the sideways stripes. That is what I'm sure about it. But... He has looked uh, less fit this year, hasn't he, Jay? I think... Yeah, look, Sorry, go on. He's more sluggish, definitely. He's more slow. Um, his feet are always under, underneath... He's, under, he's underneath his own feet all the time. Um, he, can't, he can barely kick a ball anymore. I mean, when he got that goal, I was, I was happy for him, but have we really seen Lukaku ever score... Last goal, or has it always been tapping in the box? I don't. I like, think is the, he really the striker we need. I think the. I don't care what sort of goals he scores, as long as he scores them. You know, Chicharito scored lots of goals inside the box. No, I didn't mind that. I think there's a couple of things with Kaku. One, I don't. Actually, I know you said he he bossed it at the World Cup. I don't think he did. He scored two against was it Tunisia, two against Panama. I saw him in some of the bigger games against the likes of um, was it France. Didn't play well. Even the the third place playoff against England, I thought he was very poor. And I think he. I think he's suffering from a bit of confidence and I think you look at him, he, people are saying he's sluggish, he's not making the runs he should. I actually don't know if he wants the ball. I actually think he's at that point where he is struggling, he's struggling to control it, he's turned into a, a sort of constant meme. <laughs> the crowd are on his back and I think there's a, an element of him panicking and not may, maybe wanting the ball. Well, that sounds crackers for a striker, but it happens and I think he, he might be suffering from a bit of confidence because he's, he's having to play a bit of a different way than he's used to playing at uh, his previous clubs or maybe for his country where he's dropping deep and... and sort of having to hold it up and he's not really that type of player and I just think he's a matter of confidence I don't necessarily think he's his physical ability or his physical weight I just think he's really suffering from confidence and that's something that where you maybe need a manager to put your arm around you and fans to give you a bit of a, a lift and I don't think he's got either of those two things at the minute That's exactly it because he's been in a bit of bad form recently he almost looks like he doesn't want to be playing football every mm. time he comes onto the pitch and also recently we saw he, um, he blocks all Instagram comments on his yeah, Instagram profile I know this might be me looking into things a little bit too much but Maybe it does show a, a slightly weaker mentality that he can't take some of the criticism he's been getting. However, you can imagine that he's been getting criticism that isn't warranted. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like sort of the most difficult job. Coming to United after Zlatan, who was yeah. a fan's favourite, who was one of the world's greatest players, all right, he wasn't at the time we had him, but he was still a very, very good player who scored a lot of goals and, and was a huge success. You're coming into United, you're a big money signing, lots of expectation. It's not like being at Everton or West Brom. It's not like that at all. And all of a sudden, you know, you're at a point where even if you score nearly 30 goals a season, it's not necessarily a success unless you win things, unless you're scoring the goals in the important games against the Liverpools, against the Cities and teams like that. So it does. It probably has got to him a little bit and I don't, I don't think the World Cup helped him. I think he looks at the World Cup. Yeah, you know, he scored four goals and they got to the semis. But he, he missed a lot of chances from what I saw. And I, I wonder whether he came back from the World Cup feeling a little bit disappointed that maybe he didn't get the gold boot, maybe he didn't sort of get him to the final. Pressure's on him. Not not doing too well early season. And he's just not sort of got to the levels that we need. And I don't see how he's turning it around at the minute because at the moment, like I say, he just looks bereft of confidence. You're saying... I think he can look into some of that. He's stopping comments on Instagram. He's not stopping compliments, is he? No. He's not getting loads of praise and he's saying, oh, I can't handle this. It's going to me. <laughs> it's, it's just getting hammered. 
and you think if he's looking, if he's blocking him, he must be looking at him to see that and think I've, I've had enough of that. So it's you know you want him to play well, you want him to score goals for United, and I think there is a good player there. I think hopefully you know we just. <laughs> Something needs to change. I don't necessarily think it's a new manager. I think we need sort of maybe a different approach to the manager. The crowd get behind him. He, he hopefully can sort of get a few goals. I don't care how he gets them and get his confidence back up because we because we need him. We do. Don't get me wrong. You know, we yes, we've got Rashford. Yes, we've got Marshall. But we need Romelu Lukaku. We need him firing on all cylinders. And um, Carl, we were just about to get Carl back on air, and he's literally just cancelled the call. But Carl, call us back. We'll get you on. We'll get you on. We answered the phone before, and randomly his voice started coming from a corner of the studio. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> um, right, we'll chat to one more person before we go to a dead quick break. Then on the phones, uh, Nathan is there. Nathan wants to talk about um, uh, higher up at the club, the board of directors, don't you, Nathan? Yes, mate. Uh, I hope you're all, you're all right as well. Okay, um, I think. That the club now, the, the, the directors like the Glazer family, are using you know it's not as a football team to try and get trophies. I think they want to rake as much money in as, poss- as they possibly can for themselves. I don't think they're looking towards the fans. I don't think they're looking towards how the club is going. I think it's, with the Sanchez signing, I don't think that was that was a, a good signing for the club, as you can clearly tell. I think that was with how you saw it broadcasted on social media and everywhere. I thought that, that you know that made them think well, that's more shirt sales for us, that's more tickets, that's going to get bought to see a world star. That was a world. Star at Arsenal now playing for us um, and they, they announced the Australian pre-season tour as well I don't, I don't think any of the fans are interested in that at all I don't think none of us care about a pre-season tour in Australia that's, that's more money for them to also rake in um, it, it, I, I think to the Australian fans might care mate <laughs> Yeah, obviously to them, of course, but like towards me, this season, like I, I can say for myself, I certainly don't care about what teams they're going to be playing in pre-season. Yeah. I care, really. I think as well with the game that's coming up, you know, United Liverpool. I think that is like the El Clasico of England. United versus Liverpool to me is one of the biggest games that England play uh, league-wise. Yeah, and, and and City, of course, but it, it, I don't think all the blame can put towards Mourinho and Pogba and, and stuff. Like that. I mean, you, you see, yesterday, you, you think the players that haven't been playing, they would have put absolutely everything into what they could possibly do yesterday in order to play against Liverpool because they know how big that game is. Um, and, and, and I think Fred, I, I think Fred was just a spectator yesterday. I think Pogba, you could see, he was trying to get, he's trying to get as much people forward so we can make a pass. But when he's going to make the pass, it's like they just stand still. No, everyone's watching the ball, but they won't go and follow it. it, it it's really frustrating at the minute. Nathan, Nathan, thanks for calling. Really do appreciate that, mate. Right, we're going to go to a quick break. Um, Carl's on the line. We'll be chatting to Carl about the upcoming Liverpool game after this break. Before we go, though, got a dead quick quiz question for you, which I've just been told before we came on air today by producer Chris that producer Chris writes this question every week, and apparently every week on the Excess Manchester Football Social, Joe takes credit for it. Typical. So typical I'm not taking Joe, credit for it. Hey. This is uh, producer I mean. Chris's question, and it is quite a good one. Uh, Marcus Rashford scored his 45th and 46th goals for MUFC um, this week. <laughs> not from what I'm reading. 35th. <laughs> My apologies. That was me missing. So you get the, the question, question wrong, then say, give it, pass it to Chris. 35th Chris and 36th goals for MUFC this week. What I want to know, though, is who has more goals for the club, Marcus Rashford or Carlos? Tevez. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester United Football Social with full-time devils. 
Yes, it is the Access Manchester Football Social Full-Time Devils Takeover. We do this every Thursday at 6pm. Gaz Drinkwater here today with Jay Motti while, uh, while Joe's at the Christmas do. I, I, I didn't get an invite. Right, let's check the phones then. In fact, actually, before we go to the phones, I've got to reveal the question, uh, the answer to the question that I asked earlier on. I asked you, who scored more goals for Manchester United, Marcus Rashford or Carlos Tevez? Jay, what were you saying, mate? I, I think it's Rashford, because I don't think Tevez... I think Tevez scored some important goals rather than a lot of them. It's only their two seasons. This is horrible to talk about, because, it let's is. face it, we all, we all ate Carlos Tevez now as Man United fans. Like- <laughs> But when he was at United, I didn't, oh, quite, I didn't quite like it. Oh no. He I know. Still, like it still bothers me. We didn't start him in the Champions League final in 2009. I know, exactly. Yeah. Not that it made much of a difference, to be honest with you. I know, yeah, still. we got absolutely outclassed <laughs> that night. I was there, I remember it well. Um, yeah, the answer is, of course, Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford uh, has now overtaken Carlos Tevez, who goal scored for Manchester United, which is the accolade that all young there players you go. want one day, innit? Never mind right. your trophies and your title challenges, that's what matters. Carl's on the phone, we've finally managed to get Carl on the phone and he wants yeah. to talk about the upcoming Liverpool game. Carl, thank you for being patient, mate. No, that's all right. No problem. Yeah, like I said, um, yeah, obviously I'm from London. Um, obviously, big United fan. Um, I've just done a where to start. Really, with it. it's it's really, really, really painful to watch them at the moment. Really painful. I mean, to be honest with you, when Reno first obviously come to United, I knew he weren't the right man. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's the signings he's bought. You know, Fred. I mean, he's going to turn out to be another like Cleberson. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, Bailey, I don't think it's any good. Uh, but obviously, the decent signings that we have got since Ferguson's left is what Moore's uh, has obviously brought in, Mata. I think he's probably one of our best midfielders, better than Pogba. Matic, I don't, I don't see, you know, uh, you know why he could. He's just not good enough for that team. And I, you know, defense, the defence is just unreal. I mean... None of them defenders will get in to any Premiership side, and none of them. The absolute rubbish. Oh, no, absolute I mean, rubbish. I, mean, I know. I know you're exaggerating slightly, Carl. Surely. No, honestly, I'm not. No, I mean, you, you, you name what what defender in our United team will get into City's team. What player? Oh right, okay, yeah. Well, well then, then we're, you're talking <laughs> City's <laughs> team there. Though. Remember, like, any it. any yeah. Premier League team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might they yeah. might get in other fields. Some of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know, but you look at you look at Bill, Bill Jones, Bill Jones, what he done, he, twice he's done it, he's done it, FA Cup final against Chelsea, messed up, he, and he's done the same thing to Hazard in England against Belgium, and that should have been it for him, he should have gone, that was it, he shouldn't play anymore, same with Smalling, you know, and with Lindoff, I, I don't rate him, I do not rate him at all. I think the problem is they're average players, aren't they? They're average players. Like Phil Jones, Chris Small, and Victor Lindelof. I think Lindelof, though, he's he's, to be fair, he's coming on a little bit this season. I mean, it's early does. I mean, Small and Jones, fair enough. They've been there for what eight years now? Is it seven years? I get where you're coming from because you know, said it before, we're still waiting for Phil Jones to fulfil his potential after 200 games. It's ridiculous, but. I think Lindelof, yeah, yeah. I'd give him a bit of a break because I think we've seen a bit of an improvement this season. But you know the standard, as you mentioned there, I can't remember a time when so few players 
in our defence would get into our rivals' defences. Yeah, and I get what you're saying there with Lindelof, and I'm not like, I'm not dismissing him, I'm yeah. not saying like but, he's rubbish. I mean, that's I not the be-all and end-all, is the, it, Lindelof? The standard that he's at at yeah. the moment, I think, is as of a squad player, and I think that you can say this, the same for pretty much any central defender we have in the team right now. Like Chris Morlin, Phil Jones, um, uh, uh, the likes of those, those those guys, they could actually redeem themselves at Man United if for the next few years they were actually played as a squad player. And, you, and they were just coming in occasionally. It's, it's been interesting. I don't know what you think, mate, but the fact that you've got, you know, you mentioned the fact that Jose Mourinho's bought in all these players they're not successful, but we still rely on so many players from the Fergie era. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The FA Cup final, we had, I think we'd have six players from the Ferguson era in the FA Cup final yeah, last season. Yeah, go on, Carl. What is it you want to say there? Yeah, I was going to come to that anyway. You could, you know, you could turn around and say, yeah, but that was that's what Fergie left us in a rubbish, you know, rubbish side when he left. It wasn't a really good side, was it? You know, he brought in Jones, he brought in Smalling, but if you know, I mean, I mean, to me, you got to blame Mourinho and and, you know Woodward as well. But you know, if it was me, I'm so simple. I'd say, right, because I've got to look at this team now. You know, you're not going to win anything with that United side. You're going to win nothing. I'm telling you now, you will not win anything. Not with him in charge, and not with the players they got. Right. Okay. Mourinho's done something in that dressing room. They've got no confidence whatsoever. They're just running around like headless chickens. They've got all their head, heads down. The only player who wears that shirt and plays that shirt is Michael Michael Marcus Rashford. He's the only only player. The rest of them, they just they got to get rid of them. Honestly, we're just going to be another Liverpool side. The trouble, the trouble with that is normally you'd be straight on someone. Like, you're talking a lot of sense, Carl. I get what you're saying. I think that yeah. there's, we've got. I mean, I think the part of the problem for me is we've got a lot of aging players or players that are coming towards mm-hmm. end of career that perhaps you know should have been moved on by now that that haven't mm-hmm. been that, that are still getting regular games. We've got some younger players that are coming up who perhaps yeah. quite at the level aren't quite at the level that we, we want. Oh, and I always yeah. think at United we've had a core of three or four mm. world-class players. and Because and yeah. for me, it's not the issue isn't your fringe players, isn't the likes of your Herreras or your Fellainis or players like that. No. Because we've always had that sort of player. We've always had your Phil Nevilles yeah. or your Jesper Blomquist yeah. or yeah. your, you, yeah. you know, your, um, I don't know, Jonathan Green or whatever. Some players, maybe not him, he didn't get any games. <laughs> Mikel yeah, Silvestri no, or whatever. No. Players that come yeah. in, play sort of 20 or 30 games a season, but we still yeah. win titles because you've had a core of your Ryan Giggses, your Beckhams, your Keens, yeah. your Skulls. Yeah. You, to, your Ronaldo's to build that around and now I think our core this is what I was going back to earlier our Pogba's our Lukaku Matic De Gea who obviously the only one who's probably yeah. can definitely say is world class we haven't got enough of a decent core they're not playing at a level high enough for us to get away with having no, certain players no, obviously I want us yeah, I want us to win against Liverpool. I can't yeah. stand Liverpool. I can't stand City. But you know, I want, I'm, I'm, you know, I breathe United. I'm, you know, United's in my blood. You know, and I love the team to be just like two guys do. Yeah. I just want to see them do well. You know, if they play well, I can turn around and say, "All right, we lost. We played really well. We, you know, we tried, but they just they got all their heads down. They just." It's, something's gone on in that dressing room. Something has gone on in that dressing so room. So Carl, Carl thinks it's like a mentality yeah. thing, really, more than anything. Carl, before you get off, uh, can I get a score prediction yeah. for the Liverpool game, mate? I'll, I'll be happy with a draw. To I, be fair. I want them to win, but I can't. See, I can't see it. I can't see it. I mean, I want them to do well, but you know, I, I really, really don't know. But they could surprise us and, and turn up, and you know, do do some like you know they did against Juventus. You just you, ne- you never know. But you know, but I can't see
Carl, appreciate your call, mate. Appreciate your call. If anyone wants to get in touch today with the Excess Manchester Football Social, you can do 0345 625 That is the number. Sorry, 7625. That is the number. Uh, right, Manuel's here on line one. Manuel, are you going to bring a bit of positivity to the football social? You're not, are you? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Manuel. What's up, mate? Um, I just want to talk about Mourinho and how he needs to go. I think he's the main problem. Um, to be honest, right, I don't want to compare us to a City or a Chelsea or a Liverpool, but those teams don't go to like a Burnley or a Fulham and think, don't sit there and go, oh, right, so they have Mitrovic, right? Okay, big threat. All right, let's slot, let's slot um, Fernandinho in the middle of Otamendi and Stones or whoever they play. They don't do that. You know, I'm, I'm not sure why Mourinho is so reactionary. I mean, we don't have, uh, you know, an identity. I think this is the thing that a lot of people are coming out with at the minute. It is the, the, the lack of identity at United. But, um, Manuel, you said then that, that you put most of the blame on Jose. Do you not think that like the lack of identity at the club as uh, you could you could argue has, has been going for years and years and years now ever since the Glazers took over? To be honest, right, um I wouldn't um, I'll 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 backtrack. I wouldn't put most of the blame on him. Okay. I'd say maybe, you know, the structure of the club is wrong, you know. Mm. The way um, modern football is going, we don't have a modern structure. If you look at it, the way we do everything, nothing is modern. The structure of the club is not modern. The way we play is not modern. If you look at Spurs, City, play out from the back, I wouldn't say we do that. We definitely so, do not do that. But to be honest, nothing we do is modern. And also, one thing I really want to emphasise is that silly argument that people used to bring up when they were comparing Jose with Pep saying that, oh, Jose doesn't need money to, to win stuff. Um, I think that that argument is now rendered useless. I think it's, it's evident now. I think especially when all the other clubs around you in the league are spending... I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, of money. I, I think a lot of arguments were made about Jose and Pep. I don't think anyone who said that Jose didn't need money <laughs> to win things was talking any sense. He's always spent a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I think Pep has. I think, you know, obviously we're miles behind City at the minute and it's, it's depressing because actually when... City got Pep and we got Jose. I was happy. I was happy. I thought we mm. we, we could challenge, and I, th I think for the first season things looked pretty even. Stevens, and then obviously we've we've sort of just got further and further apart in a minute. But yeah, obviously the manager has to take some responsibility. But for me, in the summer, if we're not going to back the manager, then get rid of him. And we obviously didn't back him because he's made it quite clear he wanted a defender. He didn't get one. That's not the be all and end all. But then if you're not going to back the manager, get rid of him. Get rid of him and get in a manager you believe in or you back him and they didn't do either. They kept him. Fred brought in. He doesn't seem to rate him. I don't know why. I don't know his decision was that. I don't know if Jose Mourinho's decision someone else's. For whatever reason, he doesn't like rate him. The lot, we've seen glimpses now of what he can do. Well, we've seen more than glimpses. He looks like a really good player. Hopefully, he can he can continue the, the recent form we've seen. And Lee Grant's a, a third-choice goalkeeper. That's not going to catch Manchester City. who've gone out and broke their transfer record after finishing 19 points ahead of us. So it was just, it didn't make any sense what the board did. And I've never known a United manager go into the season saying, basically, we're, we're, we're really, you know, we're in the doghouse here, we're going to struggle. And that's what he said. 
and he made it clear that he hadn't been back to the players that he needed. And I don't get that. I think if you don't rate Mourinho, you don't think he's the man for the job, then fair enough, get rid of him and get someone in that you do. But don't keep him and not back him because you've just made this sort of poison chalice now that, you know, a new manager, we'll talk about Pochettino. Is Pochettino going to want to come into this mess? Zidane was another one that muted and apparently he said he didn't want anything to do with it. And who can blame him at this moment in time? That's the, that's the problem you've got. 0345-111-7625 is the number. We've got uh, Gavin on the phone next. Thank you very much, by the way, Manuel, for calling in today. Appreciate that. Uh, Gavin, uh, we're going international. We're going intercontinental now because Gavin's coming from Salt Lake City, United States of America. How are you doing, Gavin? Hey, full-time devils. I'm doing great. How are you guys? <laughs> I am good, very mate. Good to hear from you. Very good. What do you want to talk about, mate? Oh, man. Well, I just kind of want to talk about that formation yesterday that he put out because like when I heard that Pereira was starting, you know, I was mm. actually excited, you know, maybe we would get Matic out and maybe we'd get some younger guys in, but I mean, it just didn't make sense to me. I mean, we started five center midfielders and then Lukaku up top. Like, do you, can you tell me what the game plan was for yesterday at all? Either you. Mate, you could ask me the game plan for any game this season, and I don't think I'd be able to tell you. Seriously. There's a, there's a game plan. There was a, there was a, <laughs> there's a game plan knocking around. It was a weird situation before the Valencia game, because like, I, I agree with Gavin in that I was very happy with that team, and the midfield especially, to mm. see those players playing with each other. Pereira, a player I was I was happy to see back in the team. Something a bit different as well, because we've not seen him. I don't, yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, some people say, no, you should have just thrown all the youngsters in, but I don't think that's necessarily answers throwing you know loads of youngsters in I think you have to for starters you have to keep some players happy who aren't getting a game secondly they need game time just in case you do need him so a little bit of a mix I get that and I wasn't I didn't look at that team and thought what's he doing I thought that was a decent team there's certain players in there that I thought could win us the match but like you say there's no plan when you've got that team they don't seem to know what they're doing you don't seem to have players playing in a role or a, a certain sort of position where they're certain of what their job is it still seems to be a bit of a mess and you're not helps obviously when defenders just make silly mistakes that you can't really account for. Gavin, um, I know that you mentioned before to uh, to our producer that you want to talk about Pereira, in particular Andreas Pereira. He's a bit of an enigma at United at the moment, isn't he? and he has been for the past few years, really. It's like um, like he said he got sent out on loan, didn't he, where everyone was like, why are we loaning him out? He's, he's good enough to be playing, and now he's getting in the team, or he got in the team against Valencia. I'll be honest, he didn't look that good. <laughs> Gavin, how, Gavin, how good is Andreas Pereira? Well, I, you know, I think he's a quality player. He's just he's not getting played in the right spot. I mean, I think that last 15 minutes of the game when it was Pereira and Pogba and then Mata at the 10, and they finally threw Fellaini up top. But, I mean, that's when we looked the best, right? And, I mean, in the preseason tour, too, Pereira was probably the player of the team. And I feel like Mourinho last year just, you know, just got so angry when he decided to go out and moan. And if you think Pereira leaves in January, I mean... If you think Pereira is almost like a pet player, like I can see him starting week in, week out for City or even Chelsea. Like I feel like if we lose him in January, he's just going to be brilliant somewhere else. And that's just like frustrating if you look at like Daily Blind this year and that's just to pay like. Players leave United and they're getting better. Hang about, hang about, Gavin. Hang about, Gavin. I'm sorry, mate. I'm pulling you up on that comment. Right? You're doing all right at first, then. Yeah, yeah, we right. learned a little bit. Right, hang on. Daily Blind's playing in the Dutch League. Memphis Depay's playing in the French League. I'm not having that they've improved since leaving Man United. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if you look at it, would you rather have Blind or Matic right now? 
Oh, all right. Well, that's a that's a fair point. Actually, yeah. I probably would rather have Daily Blind bossing it in the Dutch. Do you, know, do you know what though? I feel a little bit sorry for Nemanja Matic. It seems to be a growing theme that I feel sorry for these players. Why? But because he's he picks almost every week, no matter how often he plays. He keeps getting picked. I think he's he's becoming sort of like a focal point. It's like Lukaku. It's all his massages fault. Before it was the Juventus game, my timeline was going berserk about the fact that Matic played, and we won. And it's like, and he played all right. And it's like, it's not all his fault. And the part of the reason he's getting played every week is because other players aren't stepping up. And yes, Pereira looked good in pre-season. I think the Brighton game was a bit of a watch for Pereira. He, he played, he didn't play very well. I think he got hooked at half time, was it, or not long after? And he didn't really seem to get himself back into contention after that when he'd been starting in, uh, early in the season. Where his possessed position is, I I thought it was sort of like further forward, but Mourinho's been using him, although he didn't use him last night, as a defensive midfielder. So, he, like you say, he's, he is an enigma. Uh, I don't see Mourinho giving him much game time. I don't see Mourinho trusting him to get us out of this mess. I, I think Mourinho's going to revert to type and go with a place like Nemanja Matic and Herrera and Fellaini. I just don't think we've, we've seen him enough. It, just, it feels like loads of people are saying how brilliant he is, and I'm like, I've not actually... Seen there's another one like in a couple of seasons ago he was like you thought he was almost ready yeah and then like a fosu mentor or whatever and he and then he sort of tailed off a little bit and then he had such a good pre-season or he showed a different side to his game than from certainly what i'd seen he thought oh you know he might be the sort of the answer we're looking for in that sort of that defensive midfield role and it's just not i don't know it's not happening is it and Mourinho's probably not no matter what you think Mourinho, he's not the same manager who's going to get you know give Put his faith in young players. <laughs> Take a risk on him. No, <laughs> it's, it's not really certainly thing, not when it? we're struggling to for sixth place. Uh, Raj is on the phone. Raj wants to talk about Pogba and Mourinho, and I'm guessing you're talking about the relationship they have with each other, mate. Damn right, Baba. Damn right. What's happening? Full time devil. What's happening, guys? Yes, yeah. mate. Good to speak to you, pal. Too much negativity. Too much negativity. I'm here to spot, um, spread some positivity yes. if I can, innit? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, right. I want this sound this. All right, cool, cool. Let's start with Pogba and Mourinho. Yeah, so. People, I heard a lot of people, um, you know, saying that Pogba could um, leave Man United and do well in other teams and it will blow and it will hurt us. But same way, I feel like Mourinho could leave Man United right now, go to Real Madrid, spank up the Spanish league yeah, and win the Champions League. So it's not a case of blaming the case on Mourinho or Pogba. I'm trying to say with Pogba, you have to. The guy's getting like two hundred thousand pounds a week. He still needs arm around his shoulder. He still needs players to play around him. He still, it's, just, it's too much, bro. He needs to play for the club, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? He needs to think. Forget what's going on with Mourinho. Let's just go out there for the fans. Cause the fans got my back in it. Because yeah. everyone's got Pogba's back over Mourinho. You know what I'm trying to say? So he needs to repay what he's doing. That like, he needs to put a work in the training session. He needs to fix the differences with Mourinho. And he needs to just get on with it, bro. We say like this season's right off, bro. Yeah. Let's do what we can. The only thing we've got going right now is the Champions League, fam. Yeah. Let's all guns blazing, Bob. Let's go. We finished second last year. Yeah? Mm. These times now, yeah? The owners should have been like, you know what? We finished second. Let's give him, let's give Jose the firepower and whatever player he wants. We've got the, we've got the money for it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I'd rather the money get spent on players. I don't care if we're paying 50, 80 million pounds on players that are worth 40 million pounds. End of the day, that's going to players to benefit the club and not the owners' pockets, Bob, to pay off the interest money that they pay for, for the club. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because yeah. all I see is commercial this, commercial that. And every time I go to social media, I'm seeing clickbaits with Jose this and Pogba that. And do you know what I'm trying to say? But it's, it's much more bigger than Pogba and Mourinho. Do you know what I'm trying to say, fam? Yeah, totally. day, I see people like, you know, we beat Fulham. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while since we've got this kind of like, you know, three goal lead and, you know, win and stuff like that. I see people still negative, bro. Like, bro, you shouldn't be watching football, bro. If you're, if you're, if you're oh, upset about a 3 1 win, bro, you know what I'm trying to say, bro? You should be happy, bro. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? You support the club no matter what, win, lose, or joy. If Man United was 
in the second division right now. Fam. I'll still be supporting Man United the same way because that's my club, bro. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And people as well, like, they must have been, they must have been watching, um, um, they must have been supporting Man United recently because they have to understand, fam, yeah? You know, the greatest manager ever for Man United, Alex Ferguson, yeah? Mm. He, take, he took a bit of time to mould into his era of football because yeah. these times there was a lot of drunk, drunk players, there was a lot of smoking players, whatever. You have to give him a bit of time. If, if, if you guys, the guys that are Jose at, they were supporting Man United when um, Alex Ferguson first started, they were still have, they probably won't be Man United fans because they don't like the oh yeah instant wins and four new FC and stuff like that fam see Mourinho yeah he's been trying like obviously I'm not Jose in yeah I'm mm. not Jose out either I'm just I'm just on Man United doing well bro so I'm trying to say get down and get the work done yeah but at the end of the day it's like you have to understand fam yeah Jose before even the ball was kicked he knew there was problems fam you should have backed him you should have backed him bro you, know, you should have given him an extension like a couple of months before and then you see um, footballers are showcasing themselves in the World Cup. You know what players to get. You know where we're weak from, yeah? We need to go and get them players. So my man's, uh, the way I see it, my man's been given a spoon to a knife fight, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? And he's trying to make do whatever he's got. Certain man ain't playing for him. Certain man are acting, oh, yeah, this and, oh, yeah, that's I'm mean, not getting on. See, man's like Herrera. See, man's like um, Rashford. They're fans of the club, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? They're not fans yeah. of oh, like football and this and that. They get on with, they, they, F the social media fam, yeah? yeah. They want to just play for the club and just get the win fam. They just want to get on with it fam. So it's one of them ones where it's harsh on um, people that want to play for the club and do anything for the club to get dropped for people like Pogba and stuff like that fam, yeah, that just when they're bothered on their day, they'll, you see Pogba fam, you lose the ball, yeah? And he'll put his hand in his head like, oh damn, whatever fam. You see Rashford lose the ball, who run back? Off the passes, fam. We want win the ball back and try to get it back, fam. You see, Pogba, you don't do them things there, fam. I'm a big fan of Pogba, don't get too so I want him to do well. But I, I can't see it, fam. Like, I feel like, like, slightly, slightly, he's like a fraud, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? Because, like, we're not, like, he's not a big goal scorer. He won't get you 20 goals, bro. You know what I'm trying to say a season, bro. Yeah, but at least chip in with something, bro. You know what I'm trying to say, fam? Like, do something, yeah, fam. Like, don't, we don't have to be easy. We have to take off, take off a one player, bro. And like, I'm not trying to say everyone yeah, else right. is getting affected by it, bro. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, Raj, mate. Really good point. You know what? Sometimes if we had more, if we had more time, we'd keep you on the phone. But sometimes we have the odd caller where I just get to sit back and just let no. Go. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll really love, good I'll, points I love there, a lot Raj. of what he said there. He's I just want to say, you right. Get behind the team. You guys are doing a great job here, man. You know what I'm trying to say, but man like Gazba, I see you every week on full time demos. <laughs> yes, it's good to have you behind the callers, but instead of in front of the comments, Bob, because I'll comment you all all the time, Bob, man. And Appreciate it, mate. Matt could have a little rest, eh? Yeah, yeah, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Calling every week, mate. We really appreciate. <laughs> this guy that. was positive. That he was is rad. positivity. He wasn't lying. A bit of positivity there. Oh three four five triple one seven six two five is the number if you want to call in and get your opinion on Man United on the football social full time Dell's takeover. Uh, right before we go to a next break, slightly late. Um, I need to ask you another quick quiz question, don't I? Written by producer Chris. Sergio Romero made his fortieth appearance for Man United this week. Which European Cup winning? midfielder has he now overtaken on the appearance list and we are talking like proper united legend status here find out who it is next (laughs) manchester united football social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Manchester United Football Social with full-time devils. Here we are, it is the Excess Manchester Football Social Thursday evening, so you know what that means, 6 till 7, all things Manchester United here on Full-Time Devils. Right, for the break, I asked uh, Jay in the studio here, Jay Motti, hi Jay, um, and everyone at home listening, quick quiz question. So, Sergio Romero made his 40th appearance for Manchester United this week, which European Cup winning midfielder has he overtaken on the appearance list? Jay, who are you saying it is? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, Jay. Hang on, hang on. Yon, who are you saying it is? I've got that. I've narrowed it down to two, and I can't wait to mind up which one, so I'm going to... I'm going to go for Owen Hargreaves. Owen Hargreaves. Bang on, correct. Yes! Owen Hargreaves, who made 39 oh, I knew appearances. I be close. I knew it was around the 40 mark. You know what? Owen Hargreaves, I'll say this. He, he was a very underrated player. You have that seeds. If you could go back in time, you'd always buy Owen Hargreaves, wouldn't you? Because yeah, of that season, totally. Because he made a difference. He helps us win the double. Started in the European Cup final. Exactly. Start, started right wing. Played <laughs> a blinder in a few games. Barcelona played a game there in the league as well. Correctly. And two thousand and six in the World Cup as well. He was he was brilliant. It's just a shame that he was made of glass and I went to sit. Exactly. Yeah. Massive mm. shame. Massive shame. Uh, right. Ryan's on the phone. Uh, Ryan wants to talk about the lack of direction in the team, which has been a bit of a theme of tonight's show. You all right, Ryan? Brian is in Robson, not Ryan is in gigs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, Brian. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both good. We'll let it off. Um, yeah, just, 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 a, just a general, not only just a lack of direction, just, you know, I, I said to, to the guy who took the call, but, you know, going, and I, I know Razzie's confidence and his, his positivity lifted me slightly, but um, going into this weekend against Liverpool, I don't think I've ever been this, this dejected. Against you know thinking, thinking that you're not going to. We've got no chance. We got no nothing. I just think we're going to railroad it. Hey, well we've still been there in the past, right? Now, I understand. I understand the, the negativity at the minute. I honestly think it's warranted. So I don't even have a go at it anymore because you're justified. But <laughs> but there are times in the past, and what I said earlier on about the, the Louis Van Gaal era, where we were playing even worse football than this, and then we come up against the big team and suddenly get a win. Yeah, but I don't know. If, I don't know if we're ever we're ever this inconsistent. We're ever this bad, mm. and I just think 
we've always had one or two players in the changing room who were Manchester through and through who will grab the young players and the international players and say you know this means a lot to the fans this means a lot to the club to win this game and we've always had that and I don't, and I don't see any players in that changing room at the minute who will do that I mean the likes of Rashford I think he would if he, was, if he had a bigger presence you know if he was a, lot, if he was a little bit older I think maybe he would but I don't see like your Keane or your Scalzi or your Giggs you know that type of player I don't see anyone like that at the minute and it's worrying it's just players who almost take pride in their own performances sometimes, I think, Jay. I mean, yeah. um, earlier on, the point was made about Paul Pogba and, um, and and his almost lack of effort, how it comes sometimes I, I, in the team. I, do, you, I, do you agree with that? Or? I, I think the, the trouble, I think, with Pogba, I don't think he, I don't think he doesn't want to win. I just mm. don't know if he hates losing enough. That's, that makes yeah, se- that makes it. sense. Someone like Rashford, he can tell he hates losing. Yeah. He's, he's fuming, he fights for everything. Sometimes with Pogba, you get the impression that yeah, he wants to win and he tries to win, but when we lose, you know, he's posing for pictures with the opposition players. He's sort of like, ah, oh, well, Selavy, let's crack on, you know what I mean? It's not in the world. And you want the player, like, to have that sort of edge where, like, a Kino or a, a Robson, the chap mentioned Brian Robson there, who hated losing, who would do everything they can to avoid it. Ferguson hated losing, you know, and I think that with Pogba, he's sometimes that he's got not got that mentality. I think that he, yes, he tries. I don't believe Paul Pogba doesn't try. I'm not, I'm not, no. I'm not buying into that at all. But I don't know if he hates losing enough. And I think mm. that's the difference. And I think for a game like Liverpool, you should be going into that game thinking, no matter what, we can't lose this. This is it. Do you know what I mean? And like, I, I get what you're saying where under Van Aal we were sort of almost as bad, if not worse. And I think we probably were a bit worse. But I, I'm with Brian. I can't remember this much negativity going in, into a game against Liverpool. OK, we've got two minutes left of the show. Mike on the phone. Mike wants to talk about the big bosses at Manchester United at the minute. Mike, are you there, mate? Yeah, I'm still there, guys. How are you doing, pal? Go on, then. The big, the, <laughs> the big bosses are the problem, you say? Well, the way I look at it is that this is sort of a, a spin-off of, of, of Adam's um, despondent post, or you know, on, on, on outside the Nags Head after Valencia. Um, it made me think about things deeply for a while about the club. Um, basically, every, everyone—not everybody—let's not generalise, but most of the people that are phoning in and making comments are all talking about the players, yeah. about Mourinho about possible substitutions, about moving people on, moving the manager on. Can nobody else see what I'm seeing, which is that we've gone through three managers since Ferguson. The the club's had numerous big signings and small signings. Uh, We're not going forwards. We're going sort of sideways. I wouldn't say backwards particularly, but sideways. Uh, There doesn't seem to be a lot of progress. And for me, looking at it and analysing it, well, I analyse it as a businessman, so I look at it this way. My business is failing miserably. Mm. I'm blaming the people in the factory. You've got to look above that. So you look at Mourinho, and that's what most people are doing. So you're people blaming the, gl- the, the, well. the Glazers, Edward, with that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely the Glazers, 100%. Why? I, this isn't an anti-Glazers rant. Mike, Mike, really the appreciate what you're saying, I'm, mate. We are running out of time for the show today. If you want to give us a call next week, though, we'll get you back on 0345 Mike there, putting a lot of blame on Ed Woodward and the Glazers. Right, the Excess Manchester full-time Devils takeover of the Football Social is back next week, next Thursday at 6pm. Jay? Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. That's a perverse pleasure. <laughs> Talking about United. Manchester United Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 